All right, I got to get some headphones so I can hear our amazing guest who calls in every week to the Edge of Insanity. And is this, oh, they're not plugged in. Ah! Beauty Radio listener. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't hear anything. It's just very, very 
sorry, I'm sorry, we've got a phone call, and I've got to work this out. Uh, but I can't hear the phone call because I'm not plugged in to anything. Uh, ah, ah, ah. Uh, uh, le legend on the phone. Let's see if I can get that. Uh, this looks plugged in. Can I hear? I still can't hear anything. Why can't I hear anything? What is happening? Uh, hello, hello. All right, yay! Hey. Is that Christine? Hey, no, Christine isn't here. None of them are here. Um, oh, okay. This is, hi, I'm Pam. Uh, How you doing? I'm 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 doing. Um, amazingly, you're calling in all the way from New Jersey. I'm uh, up in New York, up New in the Catskills. Oh my gosh, in the Catskills, yeah, how is it? How is it? Uh, are you are you lying in place? What is it called? Sheltering in well, place? Well, yeah, we just stand out of the way, man. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, but it's funny because I'm looking out the kitchen window at this little road that goes by us here, and it's like. Uh, it's like being the last people on earth, you know. There's <laughs> no traffic. Well, I know. I'm in this, in San Francisco. It's 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 absolutely, it's an absolute ghost town. Everybody is, I guess, following the instructions. Oh yeah. Of the stay inside. Are you showing any symptoms, or has anything happened to you? No, no. I don't want to tangle with this one. This is a bad boy. Uh, this is a new thing. I don't know what the hell it's all about, but it's not like any flu that we saw. So I'm just. Uh, staying out of the way like playing dodgeball yeah and you're just yeah. chilling up in the Catskills where are you getting uh, things delivered to you or how's it oh how's it no working? we just make a quick run we don't shop often and uh, just go in town put a little trip around a little mask thing and a glove you know and uh, stay out of you know don't breathe on people so we're we're pretty good citizens as a rule. How about you? You staying careful? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not really in in connection with I've been here. I've been going back and forth to the station from my house, but I live in the Tenderloin and nothing has changed. Like there's uh, still Well, the thing is that what are they going to Oh, now tents have to be 6 feet apart from each other. There's like there's no difference yeah. where I live. People are still the exact same people are still outside and have nowhere to go. Yeah. People are yeah. there's still poop on the street. I mean, oh, the, yes. the only different thing is um people are smiling a lot more at each other. I find so. Yeah. And I, I found I was talking with my niece and I told her I said it seems people are being nicer. You got people making masks at home and making things on a 3D, uh, whatever they do yeah, digitally and all, you know. Sure. And 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 most people are really being cool about this and helpful. And I thank anybody. I got to go over and get stuff for my son at right age, you know, and stuff. And those people, everybody's taking a chance who's working in them joints, Pam. Absolutely. They're they're putting it right up there, and so I I hold a little mask over my face, you know. I ain't worried about it, me getting it, as I just don't want them to think they're going to get anything from me. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't have any symptoms, and that's uh, that's cool. And uh, if I get them, uh, I wouldn't have much chance of getting them one of them special beds and shit. Right. Because uh, uh, you know I'm an old dude, and uh, that's the way it should be, you know. Well, that's a nice uh, and, way of you to think it. That well, yeah. I mean, if it becomes, I get a respirator, or, you know, or some guy forty-nine years old who's got two kids he's trying to put through college or some shit. 
you know, I'm, I'm at the 88-mile marker oh, here. Wow. What the hell? So, I mean, shit. A lot of people that sign a contract for that, uh, if they could, in front, say, you know, because uh, it's a surprise. Uh, it's a surprise to me to become, they used to say, you ain't going to be 21, Carl, and you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was young and wild. I mean, I'm <laughs> young and wild, dude. But, uh, but if you get lucky, if you're, if you're lucky and you get to be an old fart or, uh, you know, you got to know, you got to be sensible about shit. Well, you're, but, I'm, uh, I'm half your age. I'm, I'm 45. I'm a little less than half your age. Oh, but, you're brand new. Yeah. Yeah, right. I still feel like I'm 21. I honestly, there are oh, times when I just, do you experience that as well where. That'll keep you young, Pam. Yeah, yeah right. That'll keep you young because right? you can't help it. Uh, I haven't grown up yet. They used to say to my mother when they go to school, he's so immature, Mrs. Carly. <laughs> he really shouldn't be with these other boys that are older than he is and shit. But it was their fault, you know. They kicked me out of second grade and then sent me to boarding school and they wouldn't take it unless you were in third grade, so what, they what moved you, me ahead. What did you do to get to get kicked out of school in second grade? Oh, I, I call him none a son of a bitch and bastard. Wow! <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's they it? They didn't like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so they so kicked I, you out of the, of the Catholic grade. school. And they second grade. It was second grade. Holy, the name of the place was Holy Child Academy, oh, which I think was kind of ironic. Sure. It was a funny place to send me because I was an asshole before I ever got to school. <laughs> and <laughs> it just... That just compounded. Well, okay, but it, give know. me an example. What was an asshole thing? Because I, I don't think, how can a well, second here, grader like be an I'm asshole? Well, here, like I'm three and a half, okay? Okay. And my mother has me dressed up like little Lord Fauntleroy with a Eton collar and all this bullshit. And it was when my father and my mother were together, and he was making big money in 1936 when everybody else was on their ass, you sure. know? Sure. We were and we're living with a doorman and a fucking elevator operator and shit like this. And I'm going down on the elevator with my mother. And this nice lady pets me on the head and says, what a nice little boy. What is your name? And I looked up at her and I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, she says, uh. Uh, my mother starts to, you know, uh, cop out for me. Oh, he hears the garbage men say that and the truck drivers, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, my father says that all the time. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, that's what I mean about being an asshole. Well, you, it, comes, it comes natural for a lot of it us. It sounds like you had an entitled, you had an entitled youth, and... I guess oh, that's yeah. just what uh, comes from that when you have a doorman when you're three and everywhere you go in the rest of the world. I mean, I wonder what the kids right now are going to, the kids that are like oh, three cool. or five. Everybody, everybody adapts. It's just, a guess what life is. It's just adapting, man. Right. We left him when I was five years old and George was like two months old. Wow. And it was, a, it was the best thing that ever happened. I never looked back. Huh. I didn't. I didn't get along with the guy, you know. Well, but did you go from being super rich to being just, poor, or what happened? Was, no, we you... weren't poor. My mom got a gig cool. uh, as a uh, executive secretary, which she had before, and she and my aunt set up the apartment, and they brought the two of us up, and never missed a meal in my fucking life. That's great. 
Wow, yeah, that's such so. feminism at a time when, wow, that's so fucking progressive. Oh, like, like before I say, 1940? My, that's when they insane. talk about all that empowerment and all that, my, my mother was didn't wait to be empowered. Right. My mother just was power. Sure. She was little, but she had a great opinion of herself and was not afraid to speak up and uh, and and was capable of what she did. Yeah. And so she got kicked out of Catholic school. I don't know, you know, <laughs> when uh, too much uh, bracelets and lipstick and stuff like that. And uh, they sent her to uh, Washington Irving, a public school. This is New York City. Sure. And this would be back like around, uh, she was born in 1896, so that would be around nine, early 1900s. Sure. You know? Wow. And like yeah, so when she, when she uh, graduated high school, she went six, mo- six months to uh, a little business school. She learned uh, steno and uh, typing. And then she didn't go look for a gig. She put an ad in the editor and publisher magazine. A, a thing for the ad people way back then, way, way back. And it said, a position wanted executive secretary. Wow, so yeah. progressive. <laughs> she put it out there, man. She created her own media before yeah, there was oh, yeah. even... She just, she had a good opinion of herself. That's great. And she was very capable. She could size people up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. she knew, <laughs> you know, she knew a lot. And uh, she stimulated George's mind and my mind yeah. with words and shit, you know. Sure. But we weren't out to be good boys, so that didn't that part didn't work. Well, for that's her. good because being good is boring. Who wants to be boring? <laughs> well, it was it was not our natural way. Sure. It was, the natural thing for me was anywhere, any time I went to a new school, or any time I was in the service, or any time I changed job, whatever. I I I'm in with the assholes on the second day at work. <laughs> Were you in World War Two? No. Okay. Korea time was our trip. Korea. You were in Korea. No, not me, man. Oh, not okay. me. No, they lied. I thought I was going to be a gunner. I joined the Air Force to be a gunner. But gunnery school had been closed for two years. The recruiting sergeant lied. That's such <laughs> a funny trip. And I don't give a shit. I had a lot of fun for four years. I had a lot of fun. Nobody shot at me. Wow. <laughs> no, I was an Air Force radar operator. Oh. I was nothing. I was a... Like a PFC and an Airman Basic, and a PFC and an Airman Basic, and a ten days a sergeant, kept court martial, busted. But I had a lot of fun. I had did a you, lot of fun. Was man. it those sounds? Did you just constantly hear boop? Uh, they were boop. caused by me having Beep. fun in town, Beep. getting drunk and being young and wild. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, it's funny now because we see the military in such a different light, and I don't oh, think yeah. that. Do you like to read? Oh, I read a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, do yourself a big favor, and I'm telling you, man, get a book from Amazon called Highway 23. Highway 23. Which war is it about? Patrick Garland. Patrick Garland. That's me. That's you, Patrick Garland. Yeah. You wrote a yeah. book? I wrote this book, you yeah. You wrote a book? Oh, my God. And it's a goofer. It's a goofer, man. It's, I stole a whole lot of shit from my own life. Well, it's and, your life. And, you know, my own time in the service. But I made him a little bit nicer guy. So it's a uh, fiction uh, book. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, what do they call it? It's almost a memoir. Right, fictional memoir. They just Except I, I, didn't, I, I made him like 90% asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun writing it, and people who read it like it. 
Patrick Carlin. Tell us the name of the book again. I'm going to... Highway 23. Highway 23. And, and that's and, a highway in Michigan that runs from Ann Arbor up the side where Michigan looks like a little mitten. Sure. Then by Saginaw Bay and all like that, and that's where we would have our fun on our off-duty time. All right. And uh, it's a nice story. It's a love story. Sweet. And uh, the favorite person, as you read this book, Pam, you will love Joan's mother. All right. Lady named Jill. And she sees the worth in, uh, she sees the worth in Joan's boyfriend, Loser, loser boyfriend? Who's in the service. <laughs> loser <laughs> asshole boyfriend. Rather than in the frat house. 90% asshole. But she sees the good in them, you know. Yeah. And she's a She's been down the trail herself, and it's a lot of good mother-daughter shit in there. Cool. I mean, it's not just a guy's thing. It's it's a hell of a nice story. I really like it. When, did you, I, when did you write this? I wrote it uh, a couple of years ago when we got back here. But we came back in 1996, and I said, I'm, I want to write a book, you yeah. know. So uh, I did that. And How, then long did if it, you, How long did it take you to write? I'm just curious because I used to write. Oh, I took my time on it. But because it just spilled out when it got time to really do it, it was very easy. And I remembered things from Alaska, like the tunes we played up there. You know, because you wind up in Alaska if you have too much fun in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they send you. They send you from the worst, coldest place to somewhere. It's it's, it's cold, but I guess prettier. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you have fun there. You always have your own kind of fun no matter what they do. It's a, it's an amazing thing. Oh, hey, I agree with that. This has been yeah, the most fun apocalypse ever. It works ever. out, you know. And I'm going to put you, since you're a reader, I want to put you on another trip if, you're, if your head is really bizarre. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, now, this one, that, that, that Amazon one, I don't know what that cost, maybe 15 or 20 bucks. I've got or money on my PayPal. It's a regular it's book that you get yeah. to hold in your hand and keep. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, I do too. I'm, but my other one, I'm going to apologize for. It's the only thing I got. It's called Quinn's Bar and Grill. Quinn's Bar and Grill. And this is on Kindle. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only four dollars and ninety-nine cents, Pam. That's a steal. Oh, it is because I'm going to tell you what's in it. There are seven different short stories in there. I love short stories. That I have this one-eyed bartender in Quinn's Bar and Grill at 125th and Broadway in New York City. He hooks up with this chick from Kansas who's a hippie running a stash house. And uh, they're back. We're in the 70s. The steel ball is getting ready to swing on Quinn's Bar and Grill uh, in January 1978. And the bartender wants to get everybody together. Meanwhile, his little girlfriend, uh, Allison Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, great. man. Oh, I goofed with this. I, this is definitely worth $4.99 and yeah, smoke yeah. a big joint before you get into <laughs> it. Uh, they smoke reefer all through this trip. And it takes place in a bar. That, that that's just I made it up out of these other bars we hung in. It's like the Moylan where George hung out at, sure. and uh, you know Grippos and the Five Hundred Club where we hung out, because they're basically West Side bars, and uh, 
the people in there, every kind of people are in there, you know. It ain't yeah. just all Irish. I love it's bar everything. stories. I, I mean, I spend a lot of time in bars as well, so. Oh, well, you would, you've got to get Quinn's Bar and Grill. Quinn's Bar and Grill. Kindle, four ninety nine. Yeah, and, it's a steal. Oh, yeah, again by me, you know, Patrick. And the Patrick thing is Garth? on that, Pam, yeah. that on this Quinn's Bar and Grill... I didn't know, if you're into writing and you're into reading and shit, you'll get a kick out of this. I, after, after Highway 23, I wrote a thing called Kien fucking Sabe, <laughs> which it's just, uh, it's just scraps and shit that I wrote, but it's all, it's all goofy shit in there, but it's not like a novel. There's no story to it. It's like essays and thoughts and, sure. uh, it's, it's an interesting little thing. And, uh, but when I got to Quinn's, I had these short stories, and you can't. I said, I don't want to just have a book of your bullshit. So I took it. I incorporated the short stories into my main plot. Oh, rad. Yeah, That's man. And I got a professor dude who's not a real professor. He's just a guy who knows a whole lot of shit about a whole lot of different things, you know? Yeah. And he's bounced around here and there, and he's a buddy of the bartender. So the bartender lays these stories on him to read. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah so you I found put a, story a vehicle in a for story. it, man. That's great. Yeah, so they do that shit, and then all these crazy poems and shit that I've written over the years and didn't know what to do with. That's so smart. I threw some of them in there sure. as things that Allison writes, but then early on in the story, I have poetry night in, uh, in Greenwich Village, New York, oh, which would great. be like Frisco's... Uh, North well, Beach. What are they? You know the uh, the yeah. gay district. We're, yeah, sure. Castro or in North Beach, there's yeah, a lot like of poets. Yeah, like Castro. Stuff. Yeah, city, okay, city it would be like that. And this is this is down in Greenwich Village, and uh, and he and the girl go down there for a, a poetry thing that she wants to be in, and she writes she reads her poem. Uh, Hopelessness is not a bummer. It's just a guitar strummer. And the band cuts in, and the band is like a riff on the New York Dolls. And uh, it's a, it's just a whole very trippy thing for weird people. Yeah, hey, a way to I love poetry, and if you're working poetry into the book, that's that's a lot of fun. Oh, it's a double treat. It's yeah. a double treat, man. Yeah, and then when she's on the run, she also gets into a trip with a, a dude uh, who's you know living up the mountains, but he's not into religion. He's just a, he's a guy like a Dalai Lama, but he's strictly not into religion. <laughs> And he's got a big bin there, the the secret of life bin. And if you're stupid enough to ask the meaning of the secret of life, you get a little capsule and you read it like a like a fortune cookie, and it might say life is about not getting caught. Ah. And after that's after contemplation and all. So there's a lot of humor in it, and it's they're both real good things to read. I'm I'm so glad I. Yay! Talk to you today. I was just uh, I was just reading this morning about Frank O'Hara and in the new school uh, the New York New School poets and that he got run over by a dune buggy in on Fire Island. Isn't that wow. crazy? Like he was 40 years old and he was on Fire Island partying it up and he got hit by a dune buggy and died. And he died? <laughs> yeah. And he was uh, like this. He was this poet in the, in the you know late fifties, early sixties. I know, but I just I just love poetry, and I'm I, that's oh, so good exciting. for you. Yeah, because so cool. I got a lot of uh, uh, I got these poems, 
and I assign them to different poets who get up there to do their trip at this uh, Halloween poetry festival in Greenwich Village. Yeah. And uh, like one uh, one guy gets up and he says, uh, I was sitting by the river watching last night's condoms float on their way to Madagascar or some other place remote. Oh, when I saw two turds break surface through a growing oil slick, and I thought, Jesus fucking Christ, the Hudson River's sick. <laughs> Isn't that a nice little ditty? That's great. <laughs> I love it. It's accessible. It has rhyme. It's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some fucked up shit in there, man. And uh, I got, you know, I got women. I got a woman in there, and I got, she's like a militant chick. And she says, you start out your morning with a 62-ounce quick freezy, and then you eat that beef jerky and this and that. Now you're sick, and you want me to pay your hotel bills. What the fuck are you, crazy? (laughs) It sounds sounds Bukowski-esque. It was a cathartic for me. Yeah. 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 Cool stuff. Oh, I can I can recommend those two things very yeah, highly yeah, everybody. to you, Patrick fam. Carlin, if you're listening. And this is usually the edge of insanity. Uh, they're not here today, but Patrick still called in because he's awesome, and we've had this really fun conversation. I can't believe you're 88. You're I like, can't either. <laughs> I can't either. But you're so like you're you belie your age with your voice and your quickness and your cleverness. Yeah. Like. Yeah, well, like they said, he's so immature. (laughs) I'm waiting to grow up, man. Do you actually feel like that in your mind, though? Do you feel like you're still... Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Give me hope. Yeah, it's it's where your head is at, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got a baton in the backseat of my car. (laughs) If they do road rage on me, I'll teach them some stunts. (laughs) Do you you still party? Uh, I only smoke reefer and shit. Okay. And I uh, and I, I hang out over with at Levon's uh, studio up here, where they have bands and not because now it's not happening, but they have bands in and stuff. And I like musicians. I can't play a lick, but I like to listen. Sure. So it's not like really uh, a partying time because I've been married. Wow, we've been married about sixty something years. Ooh. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm a home guy. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? Yeah, I, I, you know, if you got a wife, you sure as shit don't need a girlfriend. <laughs> How can you have both? I mean, yeah, it's impossible I mean, to know, please one woman. I, one I used one to two. look at these pictures like Goodfellas, and they would have Thursday night would be girlfriend night for the guys in the in the uh, outfit and stuff like that, you know. And uh, it's tragic, really. They had one. It was it was uh, these these mafia stories are beautifully done, you know. And if you're in New York City and you you bumped into the guys here and there, you know, and, and uh, it, it, when they're, they're, I love the sentimentality of like the guy is there with his chick, and his old lady has put him. They become estranged because he's such such a ballbuster. And Jerry Vale, I don't know if you know his voice, but it's a beautiful, beautiful voice, and he's singing. Pretend you don't see her, my heart. Da dee da 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 da. You know. Well, it's so and easy so to be romantic movies, with a girlfriend. Oh, they're good stuff. They're good. There's a lot of a lot of tragic love affairs and shit. You know. Sure. And if you're lucky, 
you know, when you're young and you're bouncing around, uh, you get your heart broken and shit like that. And then you get well quick. I mean, you get well. falling in love is a lot of fun. Oh, so. yeah. But they're like, uh, it's like having a cat. Eventually it's going to die and you're going to have to bury it. That, yeah, yeah. Um, the, you got to let the bodies fall where they may. Yeah. And those bodies are going to fall you'll somewhere. See, you'll see in Highway 23, Pam, that Eddie Flynn believes the same thing I do when he tells her. First comes lust, then comes love. See, and I, yeah. I see that even in my situation. Me and Marlene married 62 years. And uh, when I first seen her, I didn't think, oh, wow, I'd sure like to discuss nuclear physics with her. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah, I looked across that bar and I said, oh, oh I want some of that. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then you go after it. And then, then lust, uh, lust settles after a while. And uh, love sets in over the years. Love, you know, when the people say I'm in love and they're young, they don't mean I'm in love. They mean I want to fuck you. Right, sure. And then that's, it's, it's nice. That's good. That's where it starts. You know, so I'm pretty realistic about a lot of shit. Isn't that funny, though, because religion says that sex is where it ends. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you oh, do yeah. all oh, these yeah. things. You do yeah. all these things, and you have to do all these things in order to have the sex, as opposed well, to... Well, you, you, I'll tell you about religion. When you get to Highway 23, Eddie talks to Joan, because while he's in Alaska, uh, she had a car accident just before he went and all so she's being and she's not going to Michigan University she's at a Catholic place almost like a almost like a nunnery and uh, he gives her a little he tells her all about religion when he gets back from Alaska and she understands to me personally just as a person it's it's the cruelest hoax that that mankind has played on himself oh sure yeah. It's just bullshit. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's just fucking pure bullshit, it's man. That, it's that we, that, but we like the hoax. I think that we I like do. a they story do. and we like fantasy. And yeah. it's easier oh, for you're people. You're on it, Pam. Right? It's easier to love a fantasy or to experience a fantasy than it is. Because like, like you said, lust is a fantasy. Love yeah. is real. And so if you, you know, it's almost like religion is a, is a lust. Yeah. That you have yeah. to fulfill so that you're not scared of dying. Ah, that's yeah. the whole thing with the coronavirus right now. I'm like, you know, I confront my own mortality all the time. I'm scared of dying constantly. So good for you. This that's, whole... that's just being realistic. Yeah. Well, and I'm trying to live all my moments to like, you know, I good. could get hit by a bus. But so now with all this coronavirus, I'm like, we could die. We could die. I'm like, yeah. And it's the same as five minutes ago. Like all yeah. of us could die. Like. Anything yeah. could happen. And you tell them it's not we could die. You will die. Yeah, we're all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> eventually, eventually you're going to go away, man. Right. Uh, something's going to get you. And, uh, or you're just going to unwind. you just be so goddamn old that you just, everything shuts down. Sure. And that's cool, too. But, uh, but you got to look at that. I'm, I'm, I've been very fatalistic uh, for the past few years. And we, we think about it. And, uh, not in a way, it's just a way that it's going to happen, you know. Yeah, yeah. When my brother died in 08, man, that was uh, that was a very heavy scene for me. I'd known him since he was born. Yeah. You know? And it really tore me up. I mean, I just was really, really torn apart. But uh, he made it so nice 
in his will, he had stuff like rock and roll music that he wanted played. Wow. And he wanted us to wear bright colors and yeah. stuff like that. And he had everywhere that he wanted his uh, ashes to be distributed. Sure. He wanted some down by the Bonsoir Club down in Gre Greenwich Village and some up in the neighborhood where he smoked his first joint. Right. And uh, some up where he was at camp when he was a kid and he won a little drama thing. Every summer he would win as a, as in a, some kind of things of kids singing or telling sure, sure, jokes or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, and so we, he made his funeral uh, like a happy occasion yeah, yeah. Uh, for all of us that were distributing his ashes, man. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, Kelly had the ashes in the urn, and we went around, and uh, uh, we, a buddy of ours from a bar where he hung out, and we all were smoking joints, and it was just a, it was a send-off for him, like... You know, yeah, what the hell? So that's how I'd want he, to be. Uh, he was always he was thoughtful. Yeah. Even in death, he was thoughtful to make it a, a different thing than just standing there in a black suit. Right, and feeling sad. Yeah. He told you what to yeah, feel, he, and he, he said, feel happy. He had style. George had style, and he, you know, he never forgot that I was his bro. Hell yeah. And uh, we really enjoyed each other. And then he's gone. I talk to his spirit every day. Right on. I talk to his fucking spirit. So, and and I, my mom and all of these, remember, that's all I, some guy, a famous guy said, life is just memories. Uh-huh. And one of these guys in Bartlett's book of quotations or something like that. So, so that's, that's where well, that's at. I, I believe, I believe too that, um, I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, but I believe no. that, I believe that thought is real and that anytime you think about somebody who's dead, because they're your there. thought is re real, then they're alive. So, yes. so any yes. remember, so when you have a book and w when I read Highway 23, you live forever in my brain and in that book and in that connection because it's and a half life of memory sort of dissipates, but that's money. how we. I feel like it's people are still around. I oh mean, yeah. Anytime oh, yeah. you listen to a comedy album, or you watch a movie, or you read a book, or you listen to a podcast, or you read oh, a letter yeah. that someone wrote that your mother wrote to you in 1942 or something. Oh yeah. You're, you're on the money. Yeah, you're awakening that in your mind. That therefore that person still exists. They're still around because your thoughts are real. So, yes, you're yeah. right there. So this we, is wonderful that you have this program, Pam. Well, uh, this is this is the edge of insanity. I'm just here because it's the COVID-19. I'm here for the Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike and Carl at 2 o'clock. Well, what do you do? Well, they pre-recorded, and so I'm just going to press play at 2 o'clock. Oh, um, but what do you do, Pam? Oh, I own the station. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, this is my... That's a wonderful outlet. No, let me tell yeah. you something. Uh, I enjoy Paul because he just lets me riff, yeah. you know, and we do our thing. And uh, I'm so happy to find that you own that station because you have an outlet there for uh, uh, things that I would like to do uh, toward helping old people... Uh, not get dementia. Well, I mean, right. uh, I, I, I've got a thing together where I do about two hours or so of tunes that are new and old, both because you got old people and then you got Guatemalan caregivers there pushing their wagons around. Yeah. 
And so uh, right behind right behind something like Roll Out the Barrel, I might play something called uh, 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 Kien Sabe right on. by Christian Mayer, M-E-I-E-R. And he's Argentinian. Rad. But it's got that big boom, boom, that good beat and all of that stuff. So uh, it's, a, it's a great program toward jogging the old minds from yesteryear to now. And all of a sudden, Stevie Wonder will jump in doing an old thing like Yester Me, Yester You. So I mean, it's a good and, program and idea and all. Absolutely and music. my dream is to have that going into all the places where the old people are at. 100%. Because yeah. it and, triggers uh, their memory. What would you, you call it? Like when they used to syndicate a program? Yeah, they, they still could. Hey, if you want to send, send me the music, I'll play it on Mutiny Radio. I, I think that's really exciting because if you're triggering people's memories and making them think, when we allow people to passively imbibe images all the time, it's like eating applesauce. It's just mush. And so we're not engaging our brains and not even, I think even reading out loud to people is more important than vapidly imbibing the images that TV just feeds us and or uh. Netflix or, because if you, even if even if you aren't able to read the book with your own eyes anymore, you're still hearing the words and creating pictures in your mind from those uh-huh. like bits of code, and and you're engaging your brain, and and we have to continue doing that, otherwise, what's the? It does just slip away. I, I don't know. Dementia is the scariest thing for me because I can't imagine not being able to think, you know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> deeply uh-huh. about things. That would be, I, I don't know. That's just a scary. I know what Pam. Pam, I know what you're saying. Dig this. This is from the other boy. I do, every morning I do a set of 13 tunes home here. And I don't play them or anything yet because I'm waiting for just the right format here. And we were going to have some people open a place here on Easter. But, you know, that's just not going to happen. But the other morning after I played my first set, I smoked a little joint. And I came back and it was 8.40 a.m. So I said, 8.40? Hmm, that's twice 420. And I started out with, I jumped right into Brother Lee with Citizen Cope, and I followed up with AM Radio, Everclear, and I went back then to Making Thunderbirds by Bob Seger. Oh, wow. The big line moved one mile an hour so bad it really hurt. And then from that, I went to Yester Me, Yester You with Stevie Wonder. Then I went to Roll Out the Barrel by the Old Timers. Palisades Park by Freddie Cannon, and Live and Let... Oh, then I got into... uh, I slid into the Beatles with Live and Let Die by McCartney. Nobody told me there'd be days like this by Lennon. And Photograph by Ringo, Bangladesh from the live concert by George Harrison, and I ended up with Blue Jay Way. And Blue Jay Way, when I was a limo driver back around 1980, I parked up on Blue Jay Way and smoked a joint in honor of the Beatles. Yeah. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. And that's what stimulates my mind, see? While I played those things, the next thing I played was While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And that's when me and my wife and our kids, they were little then, they were like 10 and 8. And we came down from Vermont to visit my mom and aunt. And we were smoking a joint in the kitchen, playing an old Beatles cassette, because uh, this was, like I said, around 1975. Sure. And uh, and my mom comes in the kitchen, and we got her loaded without her knowing it, like a <laughs> contact high. We blew smoke on her and all. 
and when, when she was into poetry, Pam, she was into poetry too, and she says, "Oh, I didn't never knew those Beatle boys wrote such beautiful lyrics." <laughs> so Mom had a nice, got a nice load on without knowing it, you know. That's great, and and those memories that those songs would trigger those really vibrant memories that's what they do yeah. see pam that's yeah. where that's what i'm telling you you're on the money yeah. because uh when i see that i see that uh, the whole trip mm-hmm. and uh, next time played happy days are here again oh, yeah and uh, that's and then you got you got people you never heard of i got a freaky tune for you that will it's called solar pilgrim and it's by a guy called Twain. That's all the name is, is Twain, T-W-A-I-N. And it is the dreamiest song. If you want to like... I'm going to look it up on YouTube right now, Solar Pilgrim. Oh, uh, And then yeah. we have to get your last thoughts because uh, you coming gotta, up at you 2 o'clock is... Yeah, is let's watch a full-length movie. So what was that again? It was Solar... Solar Pilgrim. Pilgrim. And the dude's name is Twain, T-W-A-I-N. So think about all this shit, yeah. and uh, keep uh, keep my home phone number here. Sweet. Uh, it's, what is it? It's 845-684-5152. Rad, you just gave that over the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody, I'm if you want to call think... Patrick Garland and talk to him about the future or the past or songs, it sounds like yeah, you've got your... his number now, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, there amazing. you go. <laughs> I am or if you so... want to tell me to go fuck myself, I don't care. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I'm sure that's what everyone's doing now, right? Thank you so much for calling. I'm so glad that I was here to accept the call, and it's such an honor to speak to you. And oh, I can't wait listen, to read your that's book. that's a two-way street, Pam. And we're going to play I'm just happy that I, I met someone whose head is as fucked up as mine. Hell yeah! So yeah. that's very wonderful. And you have a beautiful time now, and we'll, I'll tell Paul all about this Thank shit. you so much. Well, we've got it. I'm going to put it on oh, the night playlist so was everyone mine. can hear. Thank you so much, Patrick Carlin. for me. <laughs> Yay. Bye-bye. All right. Well. Hey, everybody. That was Patrick Carlin, uh, brother of now uh, R.I.P. George Carlin, and that was right.
specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well sage shine makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at meet new radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman and welcome uh, here on MutinyRadio.fm, PSCRcollective.org. Absolutely. And uh, my, I'm with here Pam uh, Benjamin. How are you doing Mike Spiegelman? I'm doing well and I just want to welcome everybody to our second episode of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube together live with, with Mike, Mike Spiegelman. Spiegelman. And our special guest, Pam, Pam Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. Pam Benjamin. Good stuff. Mike Good. Spiegelman. Pam, uh, Mike Spiegelman of the layover, other fame. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I would like to be known as. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I do run a show over in Oakland uh, at the bar called The Layover. So if you're ever in Oakland, go to the bar called The Layover. And you've been doing that for like six years now. Six and a half years. Yeah, but six I, and a half you know, years. I don't, I don't really, Who's counting? I don't really bring it up when, when I have the opportunity. <laughs> six and a half years, yeah. Is that longer than your marriage, or is that the same amount of time? Less? No, my marriage has been going on uh, 
<laughs> approaching 11 years. Wow. Yeah, so. Congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. It's not uh, Father's Day, by the way. It's not Father's it's Day? Not I thought Father's today Day. was Father's Day and no. I was doing a Father's Day show. I guess that's next week will be Father's Day. Uh, anyway, so we are, uh, the show's called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube together live with Mike Spiegelman and Pam Benjamin. Hey. And uh, the idea is that we are going to watch a full length movie selected from YouTube. Uh, and we're going to watch it in real time. Uh, if you have the podcast, go ahead to go to YouTube, and that's available on your phone. On yeah, computer, on your tablet. On your tablet. Yeah, uh, kids have it. Everywhere. Do you, I have my Nintendo DS, 3DS has it. Uh, my my uh, video game machines, PlayStation 3 has it. Everything has YouTube. My yeah. brain has YouTube. So, yeah, go, go to Pam Benjamin's brain <laughs> and go to YouTube. So we are uh, dipping into the Paramount Vault mm. uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so if you go type in Paramount Vault, with the movie uh, we're going to watch... It's Masters I'm, of the Universe. I'm really excited. Yeah. I was actually, uh, I used to be a camp counselor, and my name was She-Ra. Oh, yeah. the whole camp, the whole summer? The, yeah, the whole summer. I worked in a sleepover, a sleepaway camp where you weren't allowed to use your real names. I don't know why, uh, as an adult, but you'd, even even the even the counselors would call each other by their, everyone called me She-Ra <laughs> all summer. That's awful. Yeah, I worked with a person named Treetop. Oh, I never uh, knew a real name, but she was Treetop. Her name was Treetop. Yeah, everyone called her Treetop. All the kids, all the counselors, everybody. Oh, There's well. an Elmo. There was a Super Grover. This is just a horrible story. Yeah, and <laughs> I was She-Ra. It goes with the Masters of the Universe. And the thing was, the kids at that time, they didn't know what the Masters of the Universe were. Oh, yes. They, they, they were like, She-Ra? She what does that even mean? Yeah. What about the kids? Were the kids were able to use their real name? Or yeah, the had... kids used their real name. But I think that they wanted anonymity with the counselors, so it would be like, you go to sleepaway camp, and you had your, your daughter's... It was sleepaway camp. It was sleepaway camp. So I had them for an entire week. They never knew my real name. They only knew me as She-Ra for the entire oh. summer. But what about the camp counselors? Did they know that you were Pam? Did, nobody called me Pam. They just called me She-Ra. Oh. And it was at a Christian camp, so you'd be praying and stuff, and you'd oh. be like, dear God, I hope that She-Ra's cabin doesn't suck yeah. this, this week, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Please, dear God, may treetop, uh, tree trunks, uh, cabin wind tomorrow's marathon. Right. The, uh, oh, by the way, today was the uh, San Francisco triathlon. Uh, healthy people marathon yeah that was uh, you wait in line for brunch then you eat brunch hmm. and then you wait in line for coffee right that's yeah. the San Francisco marathon very funny alright so uh, yeah uh, I will, so we are going to do Masters of the Universe from the 80s uh, this is of course with Dolph Lundgren uh, as you can hear me pounding away what do I Safari is it I don't know what Safari is okay so go ahead to uh, YouTube I won't read out the number but uh, we are going to press play on Masters of the Universe it's available on the YouTube channel the Paramount Vault go to the Paramount uh, Vault 50, 50 movies full length full length and now uh, of course there will be commercials popping up oh this one is closed captioning which is what we prefer uh, we're not going to be listening to the sound or us personally but uh, you can Oh, uh, yeah. If yeah. you want. We you want. should be listening to this, though. All right, so we're going to sync up together. So I'm going to go ahead and press play, and hopefully an ad will play. So I have this pause at zero, colon, zero, zero. Because we love ads. Here comes the play. MutinyRadio.fm. Oh, oh, all right. It's starting Canon right away. starts immediately. So we're going to go full screen. Yeah. Uh, sign of quality. Canon. Timeless. Yeah, so they went bankrupt. We're, we're going into the um, Matrix. They just Ooh. broke it apart for us. These guys are really classy. Golden Globus production. I like that two-tone on the... Uh, 
these these fonts it looks like it's a ooh, solid ooh. gold yeah they, they made that little shimmer too happen yeah. look at there's the shimmer this must have been six nice. million dollars on Dolph Lundgren amazing yeah is this before or uh, before or after um, the Rocky movie it's got to be after right uh, yeah because before he would be like six bills uh, oh here's some plot point Castle Grayskull. We yeah, all know about Castle know. Grayskull. That's where Nancy Pelosi lives with her twin uh, <laughs> brother, Skeletor. No, no, no. That's where Danielle Steele lives. <laughs> that's at the top of the hill yeah, there. Yeah, yeah Danielle Grayskull. Steele. <laughs> Grayskull at the top of the mountain next uh, to the beautiful park. People get the, those two mixed up. So here's the kind of plot point, but we're all fans of He-Man. We know this here, the story of He-Man is obvious. Oh, ooh, look ooh. at that. Oh, oh rainbow sparkles. I have a pair of shoes, the sneakers that color, and they're collectible, so I hang them on my wall. Starring Billy Barty. I don't know who that is. He, you'll, you'll recognize. These are him. all really great, like fake names, though. John Cipher. These are all Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. She's what a, a real fake person. Name. <laughs> fake name, though. James Tolkien. He was uh, the principal in Back to the Future. Chelsea Field, another another Chelsea nobody. Chelsea Field, that's where I used to play soccer. <laughs> uh, Robert Duckett Mitchell. Oh, Chrissy Pickles. That is not a real name. Christina Pickles. That's gotta be. A I love one. Christina Pickles. Oh, my sandwich. Evelyn. Bill, Christina Pickles. Chris Pickles. Wow. At least you know she doesn't use an initial because no one else in the Screen Actor Guild signed up their names as Christina Pickles. Well, she was a only one. Your real name is Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. No, actually, it's uh, Mike Pickles, and I had to change it to Spiegelman because the kids would mock me. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you were going to be uh, have to change your name for Hollywood to be or to be a famous comedian. What would you change your name to? If well, said? first off, to be a famous comedian, I would get a time machine and go back 25 years, start <laughs> over. Uh, but I would, first thing I would do 25 years ago is that I would have two first names, ah. which is the classic. Like think of all your favorite comedians. It's always two names. So Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin. Have a Steve Martin. Dane Cook. D you don't have a person named Cook. And nobody likes Dan Cook except me. That's okay. Well, what about like, uh, I don't know, Dave Anthony? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. The, the most obscure guy I can think of. But the point is, is that uh, I'll be... Okay, this is way too much like Star Wars. They oh, have the 50 Darth Vaders standing there with guns. Look at oh. those. Those are all Darth Vaders. These are like Darth stuntmen Vader, Darth breaking Vader, their Darth bones. Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. The probably Golden Globus had him like dress as gladiators like a 20 minutes beforehand for another movie. <laughs> right, run over to the science fiction one and put your helmet on it's the same outfit actually they were in a Nazi film ahead of time and then they just put the helmet on there fun that was the only thing Hasbro agreed to like just bring up the fear <laughs> bring up the fear <laughs> more Nazis they're so scary they're these are all Hasbro executives in the background like making sure their property is intellectual property is played right <laughs> the, kind of, yeah. the intellectual pro I mean I was a huge this is right in my age range when I was a kid watching cartoons I watched Masters of the Universe I watched I mean it was what 1984 85 so I was in like fourth and fifth grade it's like think, right in my wheelhouse I think uh, He-Man Masters in the Universe was from 1979 to 1986 and then they did She-Ra from 1986 and then they said you know what? We're, we're not interested in the idea anymore everything shut down so yeah there okay. you go. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, because let's see, and I graduated from junior high in 1988, so it was still, I'd probably still be watching cartoons. I still watch cartoons now. I don't give a fuck. Do you watch them on Netflix, on Hulu? I've recently been watching Truly Outrageous, Truly, Truly, Truly Outrageous Jam. I've been rewatching the gems that just came out on. The gem movies must be good. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I've just been watching the old videos, and 
boy, are they terrible. I'm like, this is what I was raised on? Oh, man. There is a uh, Dark Knight comics, I think, or a Dark, Ho- Dark Horse. Uh, they have a collection of He-Man uh, and the Masters of the Universe comics, which I took, I checked out from the library, and it's the complete edition of these comic books that were printed in Mexico that had the adventures uh, of uh, He-Man. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, if we're syncing up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching a movie together. You can feel free to give us a call if you're listening to this live at 415-550-0511. Pam Benjamin and myself, Mike Spiegelman, are watching. We are approaching the five-minute mark of a full-length movie here on YouTube. This is our first, uh, this is some really great special effects happening. Uh, Skeletor Uh, projecting himself. We're on five minutes, 5.02 right now, if you're synced up with us. And uh, And he's saying uh, the droids, these are not the droids you're looking for. It's holograms. This is like watching CNN News. They got the hologram up there. What is your election prediction? Right. I say Skeletor for the win. Uh, but the thing I appreciate about Skeletor is he doesn't have hair and he's not wearing a hairpiece. So I'm really impressed with that. Uh, as opposed to other um, pedent- uh, political uh, cam- campaign people right you now know, that might that, have fake hair and might not be able to say, you know what, I am a skull and I am bald and that's okay. The words no budget comes in mind. <laughs> <laughs> when, when it came to choices like that. Uh, <laughs> Look at his. He has bigger boobies than I do. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph wow, Lundgren, you got to yeah. give it to him. He's, he's like a C-cup right there. You know he's hung like a horse. You as, know. As I, Hollywood legends go. Is that is that a thing that they say? Yeah, that is a thing that uh, that they say about this. Is thing. that in the, the the 1985 blogs before the... That was in Spy Magazine, which was the 1985 blogs <laughs> before the... Uh, that's absolutely true. Before the internet, there was Spy Magazine, and they did talk about his memoir. So this is unlike Conan because he has a gun. So he has a sword like Conan. Yeah. Uh, this is like Kroll, where they got like lasers. Oh, I love Kroll. Oh, my God. Kroll is one of my favorite movies of all time. Best video game of all time. I didn't know there was a video game for Kroll. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. I love that weird little star. I started throwing. We actually came into San Francisco when I think I was, like, in fourth grade, and we went to Chinatown, and my brother distracted my parents so that I could buy a throwing star because of Kroll. And so I would go. That's insane. (laughs) We would go to the garage and we had this one wall and we'd throw these throwing stars at the wall and pretend that we were like in the Kroll world. Except that I wasn't like the princess. I was like trying to save the princess with the did you like so you guys like distracted your parents to Chinatown, mm-hmm. bought some crawl nunchucks, yeah. whatever they no, were. No, the, the throwing stars. So, so, I'm sorry. Nunchucks sorry, are sorry. like the. And then you like put them in your jacket mm-hmm. and then sat in the back seat of your parents' car. Absolutely. Drove back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then went into the garage and <laughs> threw them at the wall incessantly without them knowing. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Speaking of painful, they have just caught a leprechaun. If you're watching this movie. Oh. Oh, oh boy. He's actually. Is it, um, it's got to be the only, uh, is it Warwick Davis? No, this is Billy Barty. Oh, okay. This is Billy Barty. Dang it. I, was, uh, I thought I mean, Warwick was the only one they've ever used. Oh, no, no, no. According for, to him, he's for, the only one who's ever been in any movies. Uh, Billy Barty has been in, I guess, a thousand movies. Ooh. At least. Baron von Munchausen, I'm sure. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tiny people. What's the one where the seven dwarfs are running around? Not Snow White, but Under the Rainbow, which is full-length movie available on YouTube. <laughs> right. It is actually. I've watched the entire thing on YouTube. People, the whole point of this podcast is that you listen to this as a podcast, or listen to this live, or listen to sync with the movie, or don't listen to the sync, but uh, definitely pick up the uh, RSS feed and and listen on, every on week. however you listen. This is happening every week. Uh, oh. Except for Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we'll, we'll do, we'll do it different. Day. Maybe we'll do it again. No, we'll do Father's Day. We'll keep no, this. we don't have to. We, your, your child is important. You should bring your child. You should watch it. You should bring a specific movie, and you should have your child guest. Come in here. Come in here and guest. Yeah, but Absolutely. then I won't be able to talk, uh, have to keep my humor. Right. Yeah. You, you have to keep it PG. I have to keep it, like, you know, puns and uh, Barbie <laughs> doll related. <laughs> Does she watch the bar the silly Barbie doll thing on Netflix? That's a terrible, terrible show. I have uh, Barbie's Dream House. It's awful. Uh, Don't no. let her watch it. It's terrible. No, Barbie has a couple DVD adventures where Oof. she's a ballerina, and she I don't know she's like someone she gets mistaken for a spy or something. I don't know the storylines, but <laughs> and like they go, where is the microfilm? It's hard for Barbie to dance on point because her boobs are so big that she'll fall over. It's just the oh, well, tiny feet and and uh, really top heavy. She's ballerinaing. I saw a live ballerina show at uh, Bravo Theater with a bunch of kids. It was cute. Right on. Friday, yeah. Your daughter's ballerina? Yeah, she was in there. She was good. Right on. All right, so uh, <coughs> they're doing something with tuning forks or claws. So I, I actually don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Tila, we don't know who Tila is. She's like, she's hopefully she dies. They got You got to kill someone on page twenty. You know what I mean? It's actually Tila Tequila. Ah. Uh, right now, apologizing on Twitter for the last tweet she wrote. <laughs> Tila te- Tequila is still a still a person out in the. She's a personage in the blogosphere. Oh, all you have she to exists. do is read her Twitter page for about uh, a, six posts, and you'll. She became famous because of Pants Off Dance Off. Did you know that? That's where she was first seen, was on Pants a show off. called Pants Off, Dance I'm Off. I'm familiar with Pants Off, Dance yeah. Off. Yeah, and then from that, it I got became... my style from that show. <laughs> That's why I'm not wearing pants. It's radio. You could you could do it however you want. You could be wearing... It could be Sunday bathrobe drinking day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's basically Sunday bathrobe drinking day. Dolph Lundgren looks like he needs a drink. He looks pretty misty. He needs to... Let's get someone to dab his forehead. With no, I, they're shooting lasers in a cave. Now, the very principle of lasers is that it shoots at the speed of the light. So there's no absolute with lasers. Like, there's no there's no wiggle room. Like, how do they, people keep dodging? I never understand these movies where, like, they create these weapons and they purchase these weapons and they always miss. I, I agree with this. If it's a laser, yeah, that's it's speed of light. You can't move out of the If it's already, if they've press the trigger you're dead right right because yeah. of physics and stuff properties of physics right so they're gonna like just escape it and uh, why are they in some weird underground clubhouse like what's going on here <laughs> there is it the mickey mouse clubhouse yeah they, they also well oh the little rascals are there buck we get out of the <laughs> i'll find the key i thought it was gonna be a microphone with this so really the costumes aren't bad this is a high budget film Costumes probably like cause everyone to get like skin cancer like 30 years later. <laughs> There's lead. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make the armor really heavy. Oh my god, where did they get this like. Storming the castle. The set. It's the, great, they built it. They built it. They're like, okay, we want flaming columns and we want some space lighting and we want some. I uh, think they actually. Staircases. We need a lot of staircases in this movie. Is Paramount the same ones they put out on um, Star Trek, right? 
Sure. So yeah. this was actually probably an old Star Trek one, and they just put some flaming cauldrons and <laughs> changed the paint on it, and they're like, oh, Starship Enterprise, nothing. No, now it's the weird lair. The producers or, of Xanadu had a garage sale. Right. Oh, yeah, we'll take this. <laughs> Someone's going to roller skate around. <laughs> There's going to be a dance break <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Xanadu's a great film. Gene Kelly, killing it as an old man. Oh, that movie is terrible. It's great. There's a dance sequence in the middle that just, he's trying to bring it back to the old 50s and early 60s like films, I be, and it's so great. I bet so you great. don't realize this, but you probably watched a movie that the director of Xandu directed called Outfoxed, a no. documentary of, excuse me, Fox News. I have not. And he's done other documentaries. He now does like documentaries about how Bush uh, is a bad president. You should check it out. Duh. <laughs> Like, did you know that our current president, Bush, he's, like, screwing the country? He's definitely eye-opening. I've, I've read a lot of books about the about how he stole that second election away from Al Gore and the sadness and... Well, people didn't want... Hanging chads. They didn't... It's, four and then more he, years of uh, Clinton, so that's what happened. Except that Al Gore invented the Internet. Come on. He was a different guy. I think he was more <laughs> progressive than Clinton anyways. I know he didn't invent the internet. He was just in the Navy at the time and put a lot of funding toward it in the early 80s. That's all. So he didn't invent it. He just put funding toward it. Just like Skeletor. He put just a lot like of funding Skeletor. into yeah, the internet. Speaking of <laughs> so this is for, uh, Skeletor for president, 2016. So Skeletor, I don't know where they're hanging out. Like this, like interior, so like roomy and has staircases and it's made of they're in. They're in Castle Grayskull. Oh, Castle Grayskull is beautiful. I want to... On the inside? Do, do they have, like, an Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of the eyes that outlooks this, the entire land. This is when I change my name so I can get, like, people think I'm Jewish when the guy can get into their house. Mike Grayskull. That's a good name. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mike Skull. <laughs> and I was looking to use your Airbnb at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, Skull doesn't sound Jewish. Come on in. Actually, Skull sounds hella Jewish. <laughs> does Well, high school, that's... That's actually uh, like Swedish. That's what they say when they cheers, cheers, chin, chin in like, you know, the Netherlands, the upper regions of the world. It's high school. Not skull, but S-K-O-L. Neither here nor there. You're not. Oh, here comes the laser beam. Duck, duck. And why would he have swords if he has laser beams? And so your sword can counteract a laser yeah, beam? Right. You would think that your sword would be cut in half by a laser beam. No, no. This it is wouldn't reflect at all. Science fiction sci uh, fantasies of the 80s where you have, like, barbarians with lasers, sandals and lasers, is that the lasers get reflected. Uh, oh, yeah, there he just did it. Yeah, by, by the swords. We'll, 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 are uh, they made of valerian steel? Like, how are they negating these they're lasers? They're made of valerian steel <laughs> that negates lasers. <laughs> it works against white walkers and lasers. Oh, everybody. This troll. Oh, oh, here's the tuning forks. He's got it. It's working. It's Forker. working. Some cartoon has a good diminutive character that looks cute as an animated form, and then the real-life version is Billy Bardian wearing some evil leprechaun, like half-baked leprechaun outfit. Yeah. Because it's, it's based on some He-Man cartoon character, and he's, his gun is like... And when does his... Uh, what's the name of his cat that he rides? Why hasn't he ridden his cat yet? His oh. enormous cat. His cat's name uh, Hamilton after the uh, play they saw. <laughs> The musical was really, they decided they had their cat after the musical. Could you imagine He-Man the musical? Masters of the Universe, the musical. Masters. 
Universe. Well, Masters of the Universe in the 80s also uh, took life of its own when it was used as the Wall Street uh, brokers who would uh, play fast and loose. The Gordon Geckos. Really? They were called the Masters of the Universe? Yeah, because they can make billions of dollars uh, just through insider trading or what have you. But that was like kind of a more positive, like, uh, boiler room aesthetic as a... a, So, you know, Masters of the Universe. In the movie uh, and the book, Bonfire and the Vanities, that's uh that's the term is where it's coined. Uh, uh, Tom Wolfe called the Masters of the Universe. Tom Wolfe, great writer. Uh, uh, writer master. of Masters of the Universe here, not so great. Not the best <laughs> writer I've ever. The writer was uh, John Cheever, uh, working uh, quickly. Oh, look, now the light has come, and it's, look, they have, I thought that the, the ground was gray, but now it's a lovely This is a weird kind marble. of tile marble yeah. that gray stone is made out of. It's more interesting than anything else in the movie. Some, some really great set design and set painting. Oh, yeah, it's a commercial. Okay. And, yeah. All right, so There's yeah, a commercial. commercial. So we're going to skip the video. Uh, you guys are listening. Say skip ad right now. Let's do skip ad. Three, two, one. Skipped it together. Very nice. Right, so Give us a call. We, we have a buffering. Zero, zero, five, one, one. We're at 1639. Here. There it goes. There we go. Starting 1640. Find them. Oh, here comes some blue lightning, vertical, uh, oh, horizontal and lightning. Why do all portals end up being round like that? They, it, all portals uh, sort of for China, look the same. Dentata, that's why. <laughs> it's a scary hole. It's very. <laughs> which way are you going? I guess that hole is for out only. And of course, the dwarf. Almost drowns in a foot of water. Uh Uh-huh, but it looks funny on screen. (laughs) Just like how you want to... It's how easy it is to drown a three-year-old in two inches of water. Don't do that. Watch your kids in the tub, everybody. Watch your kids in the tub. (laughs) Seriously. When you you had a baby, wasn't it scary when you put them in the tub and you're like, don't... If they fall over, they can drown. I'm just... I'm a nanny, so I'm always afraid of killing people's children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta use a garden hose. (laughs) Kids don't care about heat or cold. You just rose them off. So he stops. Oh, oh wow! He yeah. even had this. This is no CGI, so they actually had water inside the mask. That, that was another hundred thousand uh, dollar. Yeah, but poor Billy Barty, whoever's in there, has to like. Had to push some button and. Okay, we want you to wear this this suffocating mask. Then we're gonna duck your head into a pod, and then you can uh, squirt out water from your ears from these uh, packets that will squeeze your head in. And and they they put all that weird silicone on his face. And do you remember the movie The Mask with um, uh, Jim, uh, the guy who has red hair and he's in every Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. And he was the lead character. And that makeup, like I guess, really messed up his face because it was in the '80s. And I'm wondering what happened to poor Billy Barty here with that all sounds, of this yeah. crazy, like, weird silicone stuff on his face. Well, I he, mean, he he's passed, trying. He's passed away. So oh yeah. yeah, that was probably the lead poisoning from that weird stuff. He's trying to keep it alive in the eyes, but it's difficult with all that stuff on him, and it's the ears that are. He he was found drowned in a pond. I didn't want to bring it up. He was what drowned no, in a pond? Is that how he? No, just he, like Poltergeist. He, take that back. he died in the. I take that back. And they're looking for something. Alien life form. They're all together. Where's Shira? Let me blast it. Oh, yeah, so... Schnarf! Nope, that's a different one. Schnarf is from uh, He-Man. No, Schnarf... Is Schnarf from He-Man? Yeah. No, Schnarf is from uh, Thundercats. Thunder, 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 thundercats. And Schnarf, meow! 
I hate a singularity where all these cartoons are the same at this point. They, 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 yeah, they were. Well, in the 80s, you were an adult, so you no, weren't. No, that's not true. I watched a lot of Inspector Gadget after school. Oh, Inspector Gadget uh, is great. Star Blasters or Star Blazers, the, the, the episodic, apocalyptic uh, Japanese cartoon. That was kind of fun. But, you know, I also watched... Uh, a lot of sitcoms or whatever when I came home. But I, I did watch some cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. How did you feel about Facts of Life? Well, you take the good and you, and you take the bad. <laughs> take them both and there you have. The Facts of Life. Yeah. The Facts of Life. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I like the Facts of Life. They went to Paris. I like the... <laughs> They had George Clooney as a handyman. Mm -hmm. And, and Sean, or uh, Aston, the other Aston, Sean Aston's brother. Oh, uh... The blonde Aston. Blonde Ash. Tin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he's his blonde ashy hair. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah, there Courtney Cox. And, ooh, public people Look at the prices in the back. Coffee. 45 cents for coffee. Well, yeah, they, so well, here we are in the real world. And, uh, oh, Jersey, right? They got fast food in Jersey. Oh, no, they're not in Jersey. They must be in Texas. New Jersey, Texas. Is this, this is Courtney's first role after her role in, um... Leprechaun? When she was in Leprechaun? No. She was, I, I just remember the first thing she did was the Bruce Springsteen video. She was in the front oh, row right, of a sure. Bruce Springsteen video. And she looks about this, she's young here, yeah. Well, the video games are vintage behind them, too. Yeah. Taking oh, over. they're talking oh, about yeah. a man and about a love. I guess it fails the Bechtel test. Right. right it has nothing to do with them as people. It's who they are in relationships to men. Yeah. yeah. This is classic. Good. And now there. soon into the relationships with He-Man. She has to get out some more 80s clothes. It's 80s night at a, at a party at, at Club 80s. I got to dress like I'm in the 80s. I, I miss feathered hair. And uh, when, uh, she has the bangs where you, you take your bangs and you curl the top half one direction and you curl the bottom half underneath and then you hairspray it and then you fluff it all together so that you have an enormous bangs situation happening up front it's what courtney cox is rocking right now yeah oh yeah it's like a, a poodle on her head and so is the guy uh looks like he's been doing a lot of fluffing and feathering as well it's, well uh, maybe they're wearing masks as well <laughs> <laughs> Just like every other actor in this movie. I got you what you want, a dire bucket of chicken. Thanks. I was hoping to get a chili dog or fries or hot dogs or shakes like the sign says. The sign says hot dogs and chili dogs. Isn't that redundant? <laughs> I feel so awkward on first dates. Thanks for the bucket of chicken. I'll eat it here in the van. <laughs> Kevin, don't start that again. I'll sit in the back of the van. Do you like it when I eat a bucket of chicken in the van? God, that's In so the van, bad. they have the whole back of the van. See, the sign says chili fries, fries, hot dogs, and shakes. So and it's in an old, uh, that's, that's got to be an old Wiener Schnitzel that they used and uh, reappropriated yeah, for the purpose. Oh, that explains why there's no hamburger on the sign and the fact that chili dogs and hot dogs are both on the sign. And I won't let it go, no, fam, because <laughs> it's redundant. Why don't you say chili and hot dogs or just hot dogs with chili? Maybe chili could be a second one. Chili could be on the side. You just say chili. Hot dogs. I say chili. burgers because I'm trying to be short. Chili. No, I say fries, hot dogs, 
chili. No, wait, hang on. What I'm saying is that chili is, uh, you could add chili to the fries. And you could add you chili, could add chili, chili to, the, to the hamburger. Absolutely. You could add chili to the hot dog. Mm-hmm. It isn't like inclusive to the hot dogs by putting a chili f- the dog and then hot if dog. If you have chili in the building, you can put it on anything. It doesn't have to be a chili dog. I'm, I hear you. So if I come into a sign that says hot dogs, fries, chili dogs, no, chili dogs, fries, hot dogs, and shake. I'll be like, well, what about the chili? Can I put on the fries? Can I get a chili shake? Like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't apply. It's it. a different kind of chili. It's like a C-H-I-L-L-Y. Don't you guys sell hamburgers like every normal place in America that sells hot dogs? And they'll be like, so that's just, that explains why they don't sell hamburgers. It's that it was it's, a wiener schnitzel. It was a wiener schnitzel yeah. because it had a peaked roof. That's how you know. I know. I don't know. I mean, the long time I see wiener schnitzels are usually at the Museum of uh, Food Court. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! They found the bucket of chicken. How did that? Tra- How, wait a minute. Yeah. How did that chicken? I was trans-dimensional chicken. <clears throat> Mm-mm. Good chicken. Hey, what's this thing called diarrhea? Why they put these foods on the little white sticks? No, they're rib bones. Oh. Are they all vegetarians? Why are they also? Yeah, scared? they're all vegetarian. Oh, all we've eaten before is cock. <laughs> <laughs> what are they exactly? What are they eating in gray school land in yeah, the Masters of the Universe cock. land if they don't like? What does he man put in his mouth? Oh yeah, they eat like beets and shit. <laughs> I guess stains their fingertips. But yeah. how could how could he man be that big if they didn't eat meat? It's the beats, man. You know why? Because when you like pee, it looks like blood, and you go, "Oh my God, I should consult the doctor." And the doctor would be like, "You know, you should really work out, here, man." And he was like, "All right, I'll get my pecs going." Oh, so here we are in the real world at a gravestone because why not depress the fuck out of people? It was a plane crash. Those things just happen. Her parents conveniently died in a plane crash. Maybe if the plane didn't crash. Oh, this is going to be a story like in Gremlins when she's like, it was Christmas and my dad wanted to be Santa Claus (laughs) and then there was a rat. Let's watch Gremlins. (laughs) So you should tell the people why you chose this family-friendly movie anyways on this particular day. Well, I mean, we're we're recording this on July 10th and uh, it's just... uh, It's actually June 12th. (laughs) June 12th. But, yeah. All right, so we just got... When we woke up, there's been breaking news about one probably the worst massacre in American history. So we're playing a light movie. We're picking a kid's movie. Uh, just to just to acknowledge that you know we are grounded here in the real world and it's a tragedy and uh, uh, but we have a show so <laughs> we're gonna keep the show going but yeah. it's for the kids but it's for the kids yeah so, so don't let your kids be afraid uh, because what they should really be worried about is a machine made of tuning forks that can uh, cause a, a rift in the universe so that you can tra- travel back and forth between time I should give a shout out that this movie is not appropriate for kids. Uh, just 30 years on, like the, just the whole view and the, and the violence engaged in it is really not for children. So just want to give you a heads up that we're playing a kids movie that I would not let any kids, kids watch. Kids would never watch this movie because it's way too slow. They can't handle, like we've been in the same scene now for about 10 seconds and that's <laughs> way too much for them. They can't be like, there's two people in a scene talking to each other with a tuning fork thing and they there's no way that they would they need they need it to be fast 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 skeletor and explosion and blah, blah, blah. it's they, they don't want the story to progress but linguistically what story is going on it's oh i have no i there's a trans-dimensional rift that's gonna i guess 
they're gonna go into the real world. That would be cool. They Skeletor need Megan in the real Fox world. in this movie, like a Teenage Ninja, uh, 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 Teenage Ninja, Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. A, a great franchise. Continually puts out bizarre movies that become cult classics. Oh, I don't think any of their movies are cult classics. You don't think so? Any I don't of think the people cry out, oh, hey, let's go see Secret of the Ooze. Uh, I disagree. Um, my boyfriend is 31, and he's one of those late millennial types, and he loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all of it. All of it. He's, and if it's, he made me watch one on Netflix. I'm like, this is awesomely terrible. Uh, Courtney Cox is in the real world and uh, she's, I don't know, I guess they're getting a band ready. They're blowing up more balloons or something. It's a dance. Remember high school oh. dances when they had real bands? I don't. We always just had a DJ that played Def Leppard and stuff. Well, she's on the food table, which, by the way, doubles as the craft service table in the movie. <laughs> craft services. I've been seeing a lot of craft services around the city because they've been doing a lot of filming in San Francisco right now. Yeah, they were shot like a fake uh, uh, concert in Civic Center or something like that, and they had a huge craft table service. They've been doing, um, they're done with it now, but they were taping everything for the Netflix series Sensate. They were oh. taping a bunch of things in a bunch of different places. And in the first series of episodes, they actually have a scene down at Atlas Cafe that's oh, a block here from, from yeah, from Mutiny Radio. I'm like, how do I contact them and have them do a scene here? <laughs> I do think there's some comedians kind of in the background. Some of our friends. That would be great. Uh, and there was actually a call that was put out on the bacon for like, you want to be an extra in Sensate? Here, go to... Go nice. Here. By the way, her character's name is Evil Lynn. Eveline. Which in the 80s makes sense because there was Ginger Lynn and there was Amber Lynn and there was now Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn. Yeah. Those are all porn actresses. Mercenaries. Uh, is she a porn actress? She has a she has a pretty big rack there, but it could just be made of metal. You, you well, it looks like a big rack because she's wearing a bra on it that has made out of metal dangling uh, hooks to separate it. Ooh, so. lizard people. Oh, here's all the the characters. All right, that's it. That's his all character explanation we're gonna give you guys. Just your name. <laughs> I like the lizard man, because he proves the existence of the lizard people. The he man, he has slipped away from me. Sorry, I just got into my uh, Mario voice. Go through this. So they're gonna like, I want you to get the he man. Giving a prep speech. Like, Skeletor, why can't you just do it yourself? Why do yeah, you need to be a mercenary? Exactly. Yeah, fill out his paperwork. Well, I think he's worried about leaving his kingdom. And, like, the guy in charge really shouldn't be. I mean, you never. When you're playing chess, you don't have your oh, king. Uh, I think uh, there's a. We're in a commercial. Commercial, now. so he just stops. When so. you're playing chess, you don't really have your king play that much. You sort of let the king sit back. You're not. You try not to be too aggressive with the guy in charge because oh. if they die, then We're what happens skip to all your ad. stuff? One, two, three. Skip. And we resume to movie. Twenty nine minutes and forty seconds. Do not fail me. Do not fail me. That's where we are. Yeah. So you're. Well, I get it, but I mean, like, does he even leave Grayskull? Does he go into the real world? I think that maybe that's the whole point is he can't leave Grayskull because he's not a real person and he's just a bunch of skeleton bones that were reanimated in some way. So his magic lives maybe sort of in that castle. So maybe if he walked out of it, he would just like decompose into the bones that sort of built him and that it's the evil in the place that huh. keeps him together maybe. 
Maybe that's right. I think it's because he's a big fan of the TV show Friends, but it hasn't <laughs> been existed yet, and he doesn't want to cause a weird time loop by showing up in 1986 to tell the young Courtney Cox that uh, he's a really big fan. Uh, that is actually a way that that theory holds more water, I think. Yeah. And He-Man, of course, knows the answer because he's gay and he watches Friends all the time. Is Dolph Lundgren gay? No. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe. It's Fred and Joe. Well, Look, that's her mom and her dad. She looks so much like her mom. Wait a minute. That's yeah. Ed. That looks like uh, Married with Children. <laughs> Ed O'Neill and uh, Katie Seagal. Oh, my God. Of course. The portal opens up into the high school. Because where else would it? We're here to see Onto the, the illusions. illusions ball. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy pyramid. And no... No high school dance has a pyramid on why, why would they even build it? Come on, guys. This is because it's the Mason School. <laughs> it's the Mason School. Oh, look. She's going toward the big dunk tank. I just saw full frontal nudity. A picture of uh, David, the sculpture. David, if you're trying to pretend you're a beast man, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, coach. It's... Oh my God! It's Beastman and Karg. Uh, he just threw Beastman. And we have swords again. Very nice. This is like every high school fantasy. She's shooting lasers. Well, that pyramid lasted all of two seconds. Dude, my Rhodes uh, synthesizer. They're shooting lasers, so that's not cool, man. They're supposed to be a dancer later. How are they gonna like? And now things are on fire. Absolutely, uh, burn down the high school. That's that always works. Okay, guys, we're gonna light the set on fire. I want you to continue acting in it. And go ahead. Fuck <laughs> this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> this stuff, man. Beast okay. man. Beast man is clawing his way through the choosing not to use lasers, uh, or oh, she's crawling. She's still faster. What Beastman is saying in Beastman language is, this mask is fucking itchy. Get it off my fucking face. <laughs> There's a fucking fire going on. I can't breathe. I'm a Shakespearean trained actor, and now they're making me be in yeah. this outfit. I don't even get to show my facial expressions, and I and I went to Juilliard. I'm a, I'm a stuntman, and I've worked on Sterling Ace and Cannonball Run, and Hal Needham doesn't work this way, and I'm not going to work this way. Cannonball Run, a great film. Yeah. Cannibal Run 2, still a great film. Still a great film. Speed Zone, <laughs> a.k.a. Cannibal 3, it's a movie. Smoking and the Bandit, a.k.a. <laughs> it's Cannibal yeah. Run 4. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Smoking and the Bandit 2 with the elephant, not that good. <laughs> Smoking and the Bandit 3 without uh, Burt Reynolds, but Impossible. with Jackie uh, Cleason. Yeah, it's a movie. Maybe there's a full-length version on YouTube we could watch together someday. Oh. It was a really, it was a golden time from like, what, 77 to 84 of movies. Yeah, I think that one was a little later, though. Was it? No. Cannonball yeah. Run was... Cannonball Run was definitely in the time frame, but I'm thinking of like, smoking a minute. Oh, three. okay. Okay. That's got to be That's past the prime. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there was Stroker Ace, uh, you know, because he made a lot of uh, like Gator, like a lot of 80s, 70s action films that had like racing and boat racing and... But then in the 80s, you know, Burt Reynolds came out with Hal Needham, director Hal Needham, with films like Cannonball Run and uh, A Stroke Race, where it was just this crazy 
80s racing action. But it was it was the thing that was the um, it was the love boat idea where you take all the stars that are currently famous and you uh, put them in a movie. Right. And you make them all do this silly thing where like you know them from characters from other places, you, but then they're all together in this movie. Like Jamie Farr playing a Arab. Right. As I believe. <laughs> Sheik, Arab Sheik. As Sheik. Sorry, I finished yep. my thought. They're, they're running around looking for He-Man. Uh, they're outside a pizzeria, which I'm sure the pizza was awesome back in the 80s. I'm not going to lie to you. It was probably really good pizza. And they were like, gluten-free? What's that? This is the 80s, man. You just eat the shit we give you. They go, okay. And I feel really sick because I really, my body can't handle gluten. And I need to lie down. And like, what? This is the 80s. You can't lie down in well, my place. It, and it could also be the cheese, not just the gluten. You might oh, be lactose, yeah, right. lactose intolerant. You could either be glucose you, or glucose. You could either have a, a gluten Ooh. issue or you could have a You could keep issue. kosher, and it might have been like a piece of, like, uh, pepperoni on there. And it's just like... <gasps> can't a, do it. Not with the cheese. Meatball. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's so sad you can't eat a cheeseburger when you're Jewish. Yeah, maybe that's for the better. <laughs> bacon, that bacon cheeseburger. No more bacon oh, cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. You know what? No that's the reason why the juice lasts longer. <laughs> How do they get colon cancer? It's beyond me. And his laser worked to kill the uh, fourth string Darth Vader. These are very noisy lasers. And you now Courtney Cox is in the game here, shooting. Yeah. So they... Well, they got a high school ball to, to, to deal. A lot of neon in this movie, which is very important for background so you know what direction they're going. Right, and this might actually be the same set as the Skeletor set. I can see by the... They just put some dumpsters on it and called it a... Well, I can see the uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle uh, costumes. Absolutely. In the background, they're waiting patiently for He-Man to stop shooting so they can get <laughs> on with their movie. <laughs> They're doing a lot of swirling. This is where it's like fast cuts when the action's happening because you can't really tell. Sword fighting in close quarters. So you can have action happening. Someone's going through your recycling bin right now. Also, we, we haven't we haven't talked about Dolph Lundgren's um, penis. No, his uh, his mullet. He's really sporting a very fashionable mullet. Well, this is the magic of movies. It has to reflect the television, uh, cartoon series, and the dolls. His hair. Because uh -huh. that's why I'm paying good money is to see my doll in live action or my Saturday morning cartoon show. But He-Man didn't have, I mean, it wasn't like a Barbie where you can brush their hair. The boy no, dolls were always just solid on their yeah, head. Yeah, it was they solid plastic. It wasn't like they, because the hairstyle that Dolph Lundgren is sporting, like you could have a doll that had that luscious long locks that you could brush. And it looked like a Barbie if you chopped its hair off, you know, in kind of a weird way. Yeah. Russian. And uh, now, again, she was first. She was a girlfriend. Then now she's a victim, and she's being seen in relation to and men. We're watching this in closed captioning, and they just mentioned that Jimi Hendrix "Purple Haze" is playing, which is probably where the budget went in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, now he's in a music shop, and he wants to know what to do with the it's tuning Charlie's. forks. It's Charlie's. Charlie's has neon signs to let you know it's Charlie's, as well as that he works on radios. He has a radio, a neon sign that says "radio" on it. Oh, it's a Is that Paul shop. Simon? No, it's uh, <laughs> Joey Pontioni? No, I don't know who it is. I, I played pawn shop dealing in uh, Master of the Universe. <clears throat> oh, he's hawking the intergalactic. He's, yeah, uh, he's trying to the intergalactic tuning forks. You know, this movie, this guy is a greedy guy who's trying to exploit for money. 
He-Man. That's just not what this movie's about. Wait a minute, that's totally what this movie's about. It's exploit He-Man for money. Awesome. It's a laser light. It's a it's a mini planetarium. It's a. <laughs> I'm gonna write a clickbait headline about this. So a man gave a gun to a pawn shop. Check out what it does to the ceiling. You won't believe what it does to the ceiling. They're in Laurel Wood, so this must be New Jersey, or I don't know what cut, what state are they in? It's got well, everything's filmed in California on Paramount, uh, right? This might be a Texas movie. Well, they mentioned, I mean, they said New Jersey, so well, it's got to be East Coast. I think it's like the, 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 her prince, her, lives in New Jersey. I wish that I had been a scriptwriter in this time, because, uh, you know, I could write this drivel. Yeah, you know, and you probably did, Pam, and we're unaware of it at the time. <laughs> you just woke up, and, like, the carrier was there, took your draft, and, like, you left. And this, this young um, boy character he looks familiar to me like he's you know who he is okay tell me if i'm right or wrong isn't he from caddyshack he's oh he's he's the guy he's um noonan he's danny noonan yeah isn't he danny noonan from fucking caddyshack he is he was married to a a famous country (gasps) singer if i just figured that uh, out you tell me next time we see him i really think it's danny noonan well he's outside your garbage can i think it was Because I, I was like, he looks so familiar. Why is he? Oh, they're at the senior's home with a bunch of ambulance. Oh, no, no, no. This is the high school that was burned down. Oh, the high school. Oh, it says, welcome seniors. So I thought it was an old age home. Right, right. Had, like, welcome probed. seniors. No one welcomes you to the to the old folks home. Oh, they just folks, put you in a room. Don't mind. Welcome, welcome. Don't mind the ambulances outside. They're not for you yet. Oh, man, burnt. These Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles showed up. And then you won't believe what happened. A portal opened up and some guy named Beast Dude <laughs> showed up. It's Beast Man. The, the Beast Master. That's the name of a, a movie, right? Beast Master, yeah. Beast yeah. Master 2, Beast Master 3, and Beast Master 4. And then, of course, probably the TV show on Netflix, Beast Master Nostalgia. <laughs> remember Beast Master? It's now a Netflix show. <laughs> and Everything's you remember on Nostalgia? Netflix. It's Netflix as a show about it. Nostalgia? Actually, the CNN did the Nostalgia show, the 70s and the 60s. And oh, it, see, there's uh, Back to the Future principle. Oh, look at You're right. He's been in a lot of things. He's like... Uh, he's also in Top Gun. Don Pleasance can't do it. I'll take it. He's he's in Top Gun. He's um, he's the one who gets mad whenever they do the flybys. Oh, whenever yeah, like, whenever Maverick, you're Maverick. a slacker. Yeah, every time they do a flyby on the tower, he's, then he spills the coffee all over himself. That's that Goose character. McFly, your whole family is a bunch of slackers. <laughs> I get these movies mixed up a little. Goose McFly. And I swear that's Danny Noonan. 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 And and a terrible person. He left his girlfriend to go pawn this item that he found when he was with her in the woods, and now she's been abducted by He-Man. Well, you know, it all worked out. They all got to meet new people. Tila and her father, Duncan. Humans from another dimension. She's happy now. She's like, look how pretty he is. Oh, my God. Oh, so oh, there's, there's He-Man and the human is now going steady. All the all of the choice he could pick for humanity, he picks a high school, te- uh, <laughs> high school teenage girl. I hope she's 18. 
Well, she's working on a weight staff, so she's got at least be 16. All right, so now the, the tiny dwarf leprechaun creature is oh, back. Oh, Wildor, so. Wildor. Well done, Gwildor. Wildor is Gwildor. Ho- like Hodor, but... Oh, I thought it was like the suffocating actor in a suit, <laughs> but his name is Gildor. Hey, hold the door, Gildor. <laughs> I'm making door jokes. Oh, this is a primitive car, which has like a theremin player. Well, he augmented it in some way to make it... Oh, he, he has he technology hacked. from... I car hacked. Here's right. seven car hacks you must know. Number seven is crazy. No, you're Grayskull. He hasn't left this fucking castle this whole fucking well, time. Well, the king, yeah. the king always sits on the throne, though. Look, he's on his throne. Yeah. And the symbols behind him, those must be meaningful. He's like, sit your butt here, throne approaching. Get your keister on the meester. Uh, she looks very much like the wife of Ming uh, from... Um, Flash, uh, he's incredible. Ming of the universe. Flash, yeah, Flash Gordon. He, she looks like when Ming takes the girlfriend from Flash Gordon and turns her into a his girly wifey thing he tries to marry. That's what her makeup and hair are looking like. This is all like an homage to all these other movies. Well, they probably had to work fast. They're just like, you've seen these movies? Just do what they do. <laughs> just, just do what they do and make money. I wonder how much this grossed if it lost a lot in the, in the theaters. I mean, it probably broke even. You know, these films, like, we're watching them 30 years removed, so they made their money. They made their money. It depends on who you are. I mean, if you're actual talent involved and you go to Paramount and you say, how much money has this movie made? They go, oh, it's probably a loss. In fact, we're showing it for free on YouTube. Uh, you didn't make any money on it. But, I mean, they must have made some some cash. Yeah, and even now, I mean, if you're watching it on the Paramount Vault, you get those commercials, so they're getting the money from the commercials, yeah. so do they portion that out to this I-list character here? Does he get any, does he get any dividends from that? I don't think he, me, might have, everyone might have signed a contract oh, saying... Oh, Lizard Man's dead. No more Lizard people. If you're going to act in Masters of the Universe, we'll give you a million dollars right now. <laughs> take it or leave it. They'll say, okay, I'll take it. A million dollars. Yeah, so this, this film, this scene right here costs $17 million just because there's 17 million people in there. Right. There's 17 <laughs> people in there. Yeah, well, that's why, they, like you said, they've got the board members wearing the, wearing the yeah. uh, Darth Vader masks so they can be there to protect their investment. I'm sorry, but Skeletor doesn't push women down the staircase that way. He gives them more of a hard push. Okay, thanks for the note, Hasbro. And... The key. Give me the database. Do you have the data disk? I don't have the data set. The, remember that data movie, uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger? Oh, I love it with Dabney Coleman yeah. and Elliot Thomas. It's a great movie. The video game is fun, too, but in the movie, it's a little more crazy. It's just scary. Uh, I remember seeing it when I was little. It was, I thought it was really scary. Elliot Thomas, uh, who's fresh off of the uh, E.T. movie, plays a boy. Southern California who has a Atari and he puts a new game called Cloak and Dagger into his Atari and it lets out secrets in the government in some kind of microfilm, microfiche key type of thing and then Dabney Coleman, a spy who's based on the video game, shows up and uh, they get into adventures But you don't know if he's real or not Yeah but you know, it's interesting because at the time that that company it was i guess was owned by uh coca-cola was it columbia huh 
but they they have product placements in there, so they're oh. drinking Minute Maid and Coca Cola, which is owned by the same company. But they, everyone does that. They always have the. There's so much product placement in movies now. Oh yeah. Oh. The, the, he, she wants the tuning fork back to get because that's the key to get them back to their world. Ah ah. See now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. The boyfriend's a dick, and he took it away. Right. And so her relationship in the movie is uh-huh. to be the go-between between the boyfriend and He-Man because it, the story's not really about her. It's about what she can do for everyone. No, they really had heard of a female friend talk about a boy that they're dating. <laughs> That's the first introduction to this movie. And now all I can see when I see this bald guy is, is Top Gun. <laughs> Back to the future. <gasps> you got to show some... Uh, discipline. He, the the young kid thinks that it's a musical instrument, and the old guy's a gun. Well, well watch out for the musical instrument. You're gonna play something out of tune. I don't think this is a synthesizer. It looks like a trans-dimensional kind of gun. Out. I mean, come on. Got these neon signs, pizza, but it is, we've never seen these pizza neon sign forwards. It's always been backwards, like from the from behind. So I say A Z Z I P with an arrow, like. And it it does, this still looks like the inside of a. It doesn't look like it's outside anywhere. Then we gotta go before gorgeous ladies of wrestling shows up to shoot their movie, their TV show. And oop, another space ag. This is called a, a clit vibrator. Oh, I see. It sees the past. That's fair. That's a cool little machine. Oh, I thought they were looking for uh, Jism using a black ray. Uh, yeah, that's light. exactly what they're looking for. Before they go sit down at the hotel. She's watching a better movie. Is th- she looks like, um, no more wire hangers. She looks um, like Faye Dunaway. No, the other, uh, the. Uh, Joan Yeah, Crawford. uh-huh. Oh. Look, I got Netflix. Netflix hologram. <laughs> next on Netflix hologram, you love the remake of Fuller House. It's a remake of it's a reboot of Fuller House. Uh, that was some serious acting right there, and more chicken. It's the same bucket, maybe. Yeah, they can't afford the the, the budget's gone now. They spent it all on. They could just pop in the microwave like that. That bucket is so multitaskful. You can use it as a plate. You can use it as a microwave tray. You can use it as a container for your truck to carry it back. <laughs> and inside is all that delicious rim meat. Oh, I take that back. It fucked the shit out of that microwave. Dude, your balls are just turned blue from the nuclear... If the microwave blew up in my face, I'd be like, I am just covering radiation. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, fucking get the fire extinguisher at. I just want to eat a bucket of chicken. We got to go back to the fucking chicken place. No, listen, I was going to pawn it, man. I don't care. I don't care. I'm... So they got that bucket of chicken from the hot dog place? That doesn't make any sense to me. It is, it's, very, it's very convoluted uh, script. The, the plot is... All I know is that if I really weak. a diner, I would have a sign that says hamburger, comma, hot dog, comma, uh, fries, fries. 
comma chili. Or no, I would do shakes. This. And, that, and then that way you know the chilies could combine with any of the previous three. And yeah. And and the shakes. And then the shakes. Chili shakes. That, which would be, I mean, that's like a cutthroat kitchen thing. All of a sudden, you you have to make a shake, but all you have is chili, nice and milk. You get a nice spicy it's meat chili meat shake. and some soothing vanilla ice cream, and malted. Up, oh, we've got a flying vehicle. We oh, still can't tell what part of the nation this is. We're still there's been no skyline that will tell us. And then there's a Burger King. Burger King. There's, there's a product, product placement. placement. Oh, oranges. Okay. Burger King and oranges. How healthy. He's like, yeah, I gotta eat some oranges before my Burger King. That Burger King now, by the way, is now 30 years old. I would not eat it. Oh. Beast man. You Concussion. You fight like a beast man. Oh, broke the table. Keep telling that that way. Yeah. And he's like, girl, you be sexy as fuck. Why don't you tell me that a week ago? Like two minutes ago. Now we have knives, not just lasers. This is so bad. He's like, the, these villains are like, I'm going to stab you. Ah! Oh, they're putting an intergalactic collar on him. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man, there you go. That's how some of these relationships start. I will answer nothing. He's weak. He's weak-minded. Yeah, Jigsaw would kill him by this point if it was a Saw movie. And now there's <laughs> Quick, 15 Darth Vaders going through all of his records and it's the papers. Cast. It's actually the cast and crew going through the Golden Globus' house looking for money. I know Golden has some cocaine in somewhere. Oh, we're going to get some more hologram stuff. Oof, that's Ooh. another million dollars on the budget. I've seen it in the physical form, not in the holographic form that you show, so technically no. The cop. If. There you go. So today's not Father's Day, huh? No, today is not Father's Day. It's oh, next week. All right. I think I got an email from something reminding me that there's a week till Father's Day. You should do something. I'm we'll like, have eh. a great movie for Father's Day next week. But follow the show. This is exciting to show. Okay, we're just watching a movie together on, on uh, YouTube. And in fact, let me go ahead and check. We have not passed the hour mark. That is amazing. But our show ends in two hours. So whenever that works out, that's how it works out. I think we have another hour at least. Uh, here, so that's exciting. That's, that's something good to hear that you have still another hour. Right now, um, the military is here. They're going to stop He Man's villains. Yeah, they have a big flying ship thing. Oh, no, I remember oh, no, that from the villains. cartoon. I remember, their, I remember their flying ships that were like big in the front but open in the side, like open in the center, and you just kind of stand on them. Yeah, that was like kind of the bandana code. Yeah, of, there uh, it is. Spaceships. And nobody, no, the car driving by doesn't notice this. Nobody. Nobody has any problem with it. It's that. L.A., you know. They, they've seen a lot. The car from the No 1950s. way. So all of us, they leave, and then here arrives the yeah. heroes. Just missed each other, just like that. All in one shot. So That was a one shot. And that was an actual spaceship, too. They, they rented it out. That's where the budget went. Yeah, because they couldn't really use special effects, so they had to shoot everything in one take. 
Looks like Skeletor. Yeah, what an asshole. Skeletor's not place. anywhere. Skeletons, Skeletor's in Castle Grayskull. Kevin, I like this look on you. This electric dog collar is turning me on. No. He has the magic thing to unlock the... Yeah. It's, uh, they squeezed them all so five people could be in the same scene. This is some real director magic here. Oh, yeah, the director spent a lot of time on this. There's, yeah. a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people talking. They're all important to the scene. They've got them all just in really Get close proximity. biceps in the shot. Absolutely. Yeah, they're all in, the, like, in a close-knit uh, circle, and there's Dolph Lundgren with his shirt off, sweating on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> just tripping. These are... No, no, they're from another dimension. What's wrong with them? Ah, it smells like there. European guy balls in this room. I don't know why. Oh, that's me. Sorry. My European balls are, are wet. Yeah, This is him really acting. He's, he's trying to get his monologue out. He's upset. His character's upset that, uh... What is happening now? It's comic relief. The dwarf dresses up like... Like E.T. in that scene. Uh, so this is the same director that directed E.T.? No, this no, no. This is no, that's Steven Spielberg That's Steven directed. Spielberg. Yeah. Steven Spielberg did not direct this. He directed E.T., Masters of the Universe, <laughs> Schindler's List... Masters this is like this too. is like his. Um, this would be his uh, his Popeye, his uh, thing that. It's 1941. They they would never. Um, Robin Williams wouldn't let Popeye be on his IMDb or on any of his uh, resumes or anything. He never took credit for it because he hated it so much. Oh well, that's him. I mean, that's just. Well, I think right. Popeye though is a great movie. I think it was. Well, I saw really that in the theater, so I mean, I recognize when I sat through that movie. <laughs> I remember sitting through that movie. Yeah, when say oh that does a movie doesn't exist because i sat through it yeah i th he just doesn't want to take credit for being in it because he thinks it was so bad they show popeye the movie a lot on uh, basic cable and uh you just you just can't watch more than five minutes of it it's difficult yeah yeah uh okay so they're back now they're back at the pawn shop they found the they found the cop they went to the pawn shop so the villains came in and said where's the key and they said, okay, we'll set up a trap and we'll ambush He-Man when he shows her for the key. And Dolph Lundgren says, look at my inner thighs. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren is like, I don't know. I mean, I have the same body, but I don't show it off like that. Right, I know. It's like, find some humility, Dolph. Come yeah. on. All you got is this cape on. Why would He-Man be in this universe anyway? They're coming in. They know about the... I can tell with my weird little... Boop, boop. Yeah, the comic really. There's like so much. It's too busy this room. By the way, like all pawn shops, just like deal with the uh, musical equipment. According to Charlie's, it's like, well, are you in desperate need? Sell off your drum kit. Moonrise. Moonrise is something thing. That's a thing. They have to worry about the moonrise. I can't believe Evil is a character's name. It's just like, well, this movie uh, has a shoot in two hours, and we still need a name for that evil one. <laughs> All right, and though. every, I mean, if they're gonna throw show uh, Duff Lundgren's inner thighs, they should at least show Evelyn's 
Oh yeah. You know, you know, they've got her in this weird sparkle bodysuit. It's like, come on, show yeah. us the goods. She should just go topless like He Man. I mean, like yeah, He Man. Well, the cross like, thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just show them. Just like Game of Thrones. It's like there's boobs everywhere. It's fine. Yeah, I wonder about full-length movies on YouTube. Do they show boobs? Because I think I saw Sharknado three. Not Sharknado three. There's another shark movie like. My, Mega Shark Three or something, and they, they cut the boob scenes out. They cut them out. Well, whoever posted and posted them on YouTube. Huh? I don't. I, I can't imagine they'd have a problem. I mean, I guess because it's so. But you can find boobs so easily on the internet. Like you can type in boobs, and then they're everywhere. Can we? Well, what about YouTube? Can you find boobs? Would they if uh, boobs show up in a full-length movie on YouTube? Well, it's every. What happens is it's it's every movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Has boobs in it? <laughs> no, just that he's a big boob. Oh, yeah. And so that's, if you they put in boobs him. under full-length movies, put in full-length movies, boobs. Leonardo DiCaprio. And then all you get are Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Hey, you know, one after I take uh, that offense because he had a pussy posse that really knew how to take things down. I mean, like, he walked around with a group of people that called themselves the pussy posse. So you got to respect that, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Is that Martin Scorsese? That's the other name. He calls himself the Pussy Posse. Is that how that works? Well, it was like fellow actors. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. Yeah, like maybe let's say Tobey Maguire. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. It's now or he's entourage. He was uh, right on with his laser strikes. Just boom, boom, boom. Just. They're just destroying this pawn shop. They're like shooting among all the. How many drum kits were pawned in this? In how this many town? drummers? How many drummers yeah, are out of work yeah, in in random New Jersey town? Yeah, there's shit. Like fuck it. Before Beastmaster shows up, why don't we just sell our drum kits? All these drummers show up at the same time. Uh, he's playing the machine to make the. I'd give a trunk light for a flunkening. Yeah, it's that's that's good. It's still shoots. It has to be a big store shootout. That's always what I pay sure. money to well, see. I mean, they're hiding behind because everyone knows that an amp is really the best thing to take cover behind. It's a big empty box, but really the best thing to. I don't see like a single like bag of like a pawn uh, golf bag in the pawn shop. Wait, where's the where's the jewelry? Where are the wedding rings? Yeah. Where's the PlayStation? Absolutely. Well, it's 1986. Oh, so uh, who? Uh, there wasn't. There. It was just Atari. There should be Atari in the background well, somewhere. Well, a television cost $700 in the 80s, so I would definitely pawn on a television during the 80s to get at least you know $400 back on it. Right. I think you, actually, I think you only get 10% when you pawn it. Oh well, that's we're talking seventy. Bucks. They give you they give you 10%, sometimes 15, because they assume you're not going to come back. So they yeah. say, oh, this is worth $500, and then they give you $50. And well, they say, come back and give us the $50, and we'll give you your TV back. But no one ever gets their TV back. So if I go pawn in a television, which cost me $700 in 1985, I only get 70 bucks back? That's it, yeah. Because yeah. the whole point of a pawn shop is that you're, it's a loan. You're putting the item down as collateral for the loan, but if you don't pay back the loan, then they own the merchandise. So... You sometimes people pawn it, and they they never expect to get it back. Oh well. Yeah, that's the whole that's the racket behind the whole thing. I saw a really great intervention about a gambler, and um, every week she would pawn her wedding ring, and then her husband, and then get the money, and then lose it at the track, the dog track, and then her husband would go buy it back, and then it just kept going and going. Oh, that's 